0: Good evening friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday?
1: It's good. It's December. Uh I walked outside mm-hmm. this week here in Indiana and it got below thirty two and it's that's a magical number for uh us North American people that is or sorry, US I guess only people. Uh, <laughs> thirty two degrees is uh zero Celsius. It's where the, the temperature mm-hmm. where it freezes. Such an arbitrary number, thirty two Fahrenheit. It's where water freezes. It's where water freezes. Um, So. uh, At sea level. Right. So the more normal thing is zero degrees Celsius uh, here. And it's amazing. When you hit that, all of a sudden you walk outside and it smells different. Like. Are you saying that Americans aren't normal? They're so weird. They're so weird. We're we're so weird. Um, So, yes. uh, But, yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? That that winter smell. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter where you're at in the world, as soon as it gets below a certain temperature, it's. Just
0: below freezing i I worked this out at one point a couple of years ago, and this to any you know more science minded people than, than me will either make perfect sense or <laughs> I'll be you know up in the night but um I noticed when I lived in Bloomington, I used to walk around more we'd walk out to the bars and I lived just a few blocks from downtown and I noticed that it seemed it felt colder more, like, uncomfortably cold at, like, 35 than it did at 30. And I was like, that's weird. I wonder
1: why that is. I just agree. Just sort of, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: like, sweet spot. It's like when you're driving your car and you'll hit a certain speed and the car will get a little shaky. Yeah. But if you go a little faster than that, it'll even out because of that's resonant frequency doing that. But, mm-hmm. you know, just some, some kind of weird scientific phenomenon. And I thought about it some more. And I thought, well water is a conductor of uh heat right Mm. energy um it's uh the the best example i heard was in um um romans 20 a cooking book you can put your hand in a 200 degree oven and just like hold it in the empty space so like the the heat is transferred to your skin through air yeah and it's fine like okay it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. If you hold it in there for too long, you put your hand in 200 degree water. Yeah, you're, and you're burned. You're done. Right. Right. Like in a second. Right. You, you're go, You're going to the hospital. Right. Um. Maybe I don't. So I don't know. So, it's not, it, so water it's not transmits quite full boil. So water trans. Okay. Transmits energy, and so my my thinking with that is if it's above freezing. Yeah. The moisture in the air is not frozen. Yeah. And it is transferring the heat out of your body faster okay when it gets when it gets below freezing the moisture in the air is is low yeah because it's it's frozen it's turned into snow or yeah whatever and so you're not losing as much heat even though it's colder you're not losing as much heat out of your body that's my hmm. theory anyway hmm. I'm not a my, my I'm not a meteorologist I, I,
1: I like that 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 sounds that sounds logical so I'll, I'll go with that <laughs> sure that sounds good to me my my feely temperature is is uh like 40 i think is when it gets below 45 or sorry 35 to 40 is when i feel like oh it's markedly colder and i can't walk outside even to the mailbox for some reason i don't know mm-hmm. why that that's the temperature for me but it's the cutoff it, it, it is so yeah this this monday has been uh that it's been that way for this last weekend or so and, it, and it's in, I know that I always say that we have one nice w- uh, warm day left in November and that's over. And we did that once we're past Thanksgiving, we're in the hard times in Indiana and, and now we're not Wisconsin or Canada or anything like that. But we're in, mm-hmm. you know, we have some pretty cold, uh, long cold. I think Indiana has gray winters. I don't know how it mostly is in Canada or in the great white north anywhere, but we have lots and lots of gray days in, in, this, yeah, in Indiana. It's true. Um, yeah winter and
0: and spring and fall are that way too yeah just really gray just gray um, you know
1: several several
0: day-long streaks
1: that's of, a, that's what i hear uh, england is gray. mostly like too is lots of gray and, and i've heard that as well yeah. foggy foggy london foggy london right i mean i, mm-hmm. I have all that's, right that's always been my thing to stop me from going over to, to england i've always wanted to go But everyone says that you know, no matter what, it's a huge, great chance that most of the time you're going to be there. It's going to be rainy the whole time. I know uh, when.
0: um, I mean, you went to to Ireland, Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, I went to Ireland in 15, and you know, I was talking to my buddy before I went because I bought and took a new camera when I did that. uh, Speaking of new cameras, I have a new phone coming in the mail that's got the fancy Mm. Terminator uh, Predator camera wow. on, the, on the back of it. but anyway um i was talking to my buddy and he's like every photo i've seen of ireland looks amazing and i got over there and the countryside definitely is amazing it's similar but different from here because the, the it's more hilly and more rocky mm-hmm. than the midwest of you know midwest of the united states yep. um and I realized that all of those photos that you see that make it onto desktop wallpaper and, and calendars and yeah, so forth yeah,
1: yeah.
0: are taken at the rare moments of full sunshine.
1: Now it's like um, when the sun comes out, then the cameras come out finally. Snap, 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 snap. snap.
0: Like it, it didn't like seem dark and gray, just, just kind of a little bit gray. And there was, there was sun most of the time, but it was, it was partly cloudy all the time. I mean, it's an island and there's ocean on either side. Um, it's, a I don't know, as like Coriolis effect or any of that stuff with the wind. But, you know, in order to be, um, an island that's known for being super green, there, you know, sort of obviously has to be a lot of rain. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it would, it rarely rained like we think of downpour thunderstorm. Yeah. It was much more of the like. The spring shower, kind of even though we were yeah. there in in August um the drizzly type stuff it'll it'll pick up and it'll and it'll drizzle and and sprinkle for a while you know maybe five ten twenty minutes and then be clear again mm um it was it was different my
1: my my only comparison to a a a weird thing was that I went to uh two times I've been to California i think I've been out there four times. Uh, which I've enjoyed mm. myself, and I, I like California, surprisingly. Um, I say that because I thought I was going to hate it, and I love L.A. and San Diego. Uh, so, anyway, mm. plugs for those. Uh, but I went there, and you always hear sunny California. It's always wonderful and everything. But I would always go for conferences, like in June, um, and mm. it was always gray and not sunny. And, I, and hmm. it didn't rain, but it was always you know gray. And I thought, what, sunny California? I don't get it. I've been in Southern California. And then I found after the second time there – when I asked someone from the area, I was like, hey, "It's always great. It's been great here also all week." And, and they're like, "Yeah, it's June and gloom." And so there's this thing called June gloom in California, where evidently that's it just happens that in June is the only time of the year that sunny California is not sunny. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, it figures that that's when I would go every time." It's not a very good rhyme either. I know June gloom. It's weird, uh, but yeah. So don't don't go to don't go to California in June. Go, go there. Another I've time, been.
0: Time two three four times
1: i mean once
0: barely counts because i flew out for work for a conference in san francisco i was there one night and then flew back
1: Hmm. i also hear that i hear that california like north and south california are like totally different worlds
0: yeah that's true the the i liked the weather in san francisco i hear that it's kind of a awful place to live now with the tech boom and and poverty and all of that but just strictly weather speaking it Seemed similar to Ireland without as much of the rain, just yeah. there's enough water around that it never gets super hot, like they don't have air conditioning because it never gets hot enough that they need it. Right. Um, I've been to Southern California, LA, South of LA, Anaheim area twice, at least twice. No, three times. Um, Mostly in the winter, like right after New Year's one time, oh, cool. February another time.
1: How is California in the
0: winter time? Is it, is it still nice? It was, it seemed nice to me. Nice. Like the people who lived there were all freaking out, like wearing coats and stuff and I'm like, you guys, it's like 47. It's great. Right. It's totally Back home nice. there's a foot of snow on the ground. I don't know <laughs> what you guys are wondering. But, but, you know, that happens. My brother uh, David that we've had on the show, he lives in Central Florida mm-hmm. and it took like less than six months I think of him living there when he'd come back up like not even that far he'd come up to Tennessee uh and you know again the weather is like 45 or 50 right and he's like oh why is it so cold (laughs) like it's not cold you just live in a fire swamp right
1: man I I, it was um when I was in second grade we lived in Texas for a couple months and Mm -hmm. uh I remember. I distinctly remember my mom going to work and laughing as she's going on the road, and I had asked her why she's laughing so much, and she was says, "Look at these people. We had, we had. It was December, and we had, uh, they had two inches of snowfall, and they, I mm. kid you not, had chains on their tire, going down, the, mm-hmm. going down the road. Um, and I was, like I said, whatever second grade is like, I don't know, twelve something like that. I, I don't, I mm-hmm. can't remember ages, like nine, and, uh,
0: and I remember second looking out the window and like seeing cars seven, with
1: chains that. on their, on their tires yeah. in in 2 feet under in 2 inches of snow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. We
0: don't we don't use those in the Midwest. They do out in uh at least not that I am aware of. They do out in Idaho where my other where oh, my yeah. other
1: brothers live um cuz cuz it's so hilly, right? Oh, right, yeah. Um, hilly and the roads probably shut down a lot and are constantly snowed in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, northern Idaho I'm talking about. I don't know about oh, yeah. South Boise potato farming area i assume that's more simple. you talk about
1: i know this stuff. is riveting talk but this is like weather in across uh, the america america yeah, the united we, states we talk about weather a lot and i'm like we've been talking about weather for the, a solid 10 minutes
0: the you know the um people are unsubscribing as we speak. right
1: right well the, the if you think about it like america is such a vast area it really is such a large land area that we have such a vast difference in temperatures and and tropical type stuff temperate stuff uh when I went out to, uh, we'll end this conversation with this thing. I went out to uh, um, Park Yellowstone out west. Mm-hmm. It's in our Pacific Northwest in America, yeah. and yeah. it's up in elevated, like really high in the mountains. The whole state of Wyoming is. Uh, yeah, well, sorry, sorry, most Wyoming. of the state. Um, right. And so I went up in there, and for the first time ever, and I remember us seeing. Um, the white rocks on the sides of the mountain when we really thought that was really pretty and beautiful. And we, Mm. we actually drove finally you're, you're driving eventually. So you get up to that level and you're like driving on in the mountains. Um, Mm -hmm. and we realized, uh, after we get up there that it wasn't white rock, that that's snow. And this is July like 11th. Yeah. And, and it's snow and we got out and I'm in shorts walking around in a shirt and there's snow still out there because on the side of the mountain where the shadow is, there it's it's cold but cuz it's the in- air is so thin um yeah so that was that whole world up there is so different they live in this constant snow all the time constantly is around um and in in the middle of july i was getting hypothermia cuz i at night it got below 32 and i'm wearing shorts mm-hmm. you know we just it's just it's amazing the world we live in
0: <laughs> i guess yeah the topographical kind of yeah we went we went to out west, well, from our perspective out west, when I was a kid in like mid-90s. And I remember seeing, like we saw Mount Rushmore and stuff. But I remember seeing the the Rockies for the first time and the snow caps. I'm like, what?
1: That's what?
0: Crazy. It's
1: crazy. I know it's, it's like 80 degrees. Because I know earlier on in that day before we get up there, before we traveled, we were down in the lower parts of Wyoming. And it was like mirages on the distance because it was so hot flat mm-hmm. kind of like deserty western you'd see with the mirages on the distance the the dashboard right. said 97 and it was just yes. so bad and then here you are not but like a, half a day later and there's there's snow on the ground so America's a truly cool place hey uh <laughs> i'm gonna ask you about some something if we get a I minute mean, i've been wanting for a couple of days to talk to you about um okay. and the the snow capped mountains remind me of this all right. Uh, so i i this I realized that I had not seen The Hobbit in a long time. The Hobbit movies, the
0: the new ones. Well,
1: sure. Are there old ones? I guess there's the cartoon. Well, there's
0: movies. a yeah. There's the cartoon. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Steven Jackson ones, or, or mm-hmm. Steven. It's Steven Jackson, Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Steven Jackson's a game guy. Uh. So Peter Jackson movies. Yes. And yeah, well, I think we're universally know they're they're not good. But um, you know I get Jones in for Lord of the Rings every once in a while. And I've seen the original so much and I'm a repeat movie Mm -hmm. guy. So I decided to put on like, um, the last one. I remember the first two being so bad and, and I can't make it through them. Um, so I haven't seen the five armies, but I haven't actually read that book. So I got a couple questions. You've read it, right? I mean, years ago. Okay. So maybe, you know, and you know, Tolkien things, right? Kind.
0: Yeah. and I mean, to an extent. Okay.
1: Well, this, I guess, spoiler bell for The Hobbit. Oh, the uh, Hobbit. Okay. Right. Uh, but, okay. Was Gandalf seriously, like, doing his own story in The Hobbit? Like, I don't understand what his whole point in the whole movie is.
0: Um, He was sort of capricious, right? They do say the thing where he, he sort of comes and goes. Like, for a while, he's with the dwarves and then he's gone and then he comes back i don't think well i know in the original like whatever he's doing it's not as uh lord of the rings foreshadowy as the movies yeah the
1: movies seems to be really trying to shoehorn in prequel stuff into this and it felt out of place yeah yeah
0: okay that's definitely true all right so
1: next question is thrain in the book's just a complete douchebag like he is in in the movies like he's a terrible person is that one of the dwarves he's the king of the dwarf thing or Do you not thrain what's his name thorin 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 yeah Oakenshield. okay is he just a complete douche <sighs> like he after like the boy i, I don't remember i don't think i don't think that the movies
0: changed the ending in terms of who lives and dies okay um but it's hard to say. Spoiler, like, Thorin dies. The, the stuff with the five armies is in the books. I don't think it gets triggered and, and plays out quite the same way as it does in the movies. But like I said, it's been a long time since I read it.
1: A lot of it just made... I mean, a lot of The Hobbit made a lot of sense anyway. Didn't make a lot of sense anyway. And I and I realized that they are trying to make two and a half, three hour movie out of four pages, it feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... So I, I just had, I just, I still don't understand how like the whole third movie, well, I guess you spend the opening act or opening pre, pre-act um, settling the dragon thing, dragon dies. Yeah, there's on.
0: a, that I was sort of reminded of that because they did, um, Ryan George did a, did a pitch meetings for that third movie and I'd forgotten that the second movie just like ends and leaves that dragon fight unresolved.
1: Yeah. He, it was in totally this, like, Hey, watch big, our next
0: one. Yeah. Big cliffhanger. And in this weird, like, yeah, I, I will kind of way. I'm throwing that, shade that, on the, the Hobbit,
1: the, but I will still like to the this original,
0: day. the original trilogy. Lord of the Rings trilogy is a true, like one story in three parts. Yeah. Um, or what is, uh, Patrick Roth has calls this a multi-volume story. Yeah. Uh, in contrast to um you know something that's more more episodic we say episodic but like you know a book like um like the Discworld series has i don't know like 20 some books but they're not you don't have to read them in order like you could pick up one at any point like james bond yeah um the novels and the movies too for that matter um and so there was definitely like things unresolved and cliffhangers in the first two, in Fellowship and Two Towers. But I don't think the movies ended like in the middle of, you know, of a, a combat or a big combat. conflict or yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it the... wasn't like it wasn't like they were, you know, the the orcs arrived at Helm's Deep and then they ended the movie, right? And you had to you had to come back next year to find out what happened. No, the.
1: The, the Lord of the Rings were made as one book, one gigantic book, and then later was split into three by the publisher and mm-hmm. Tolkien and all the people involved at logical breaks, right? They they are right. thought, right. very thoughtful. And this one, it was never meant to be three, and it was only broken up by for movie production reasons, not production reasons, but for money, right? Like to get people to yeah. come to the next yeah. series. So yeah, sure. All that. But So I'm watching this, and I get past that. I... We throw shade on the hobbit but it still to this day has probably the the coolest most realistic i'm going to use air quotes um dragon and dragon scene of any movie i've ever watched i mean the whole mm. majesty of the dragon is incredible in that second movie okay um, yeah and i and i absolutely love it um but anyway you get past all that and that, then the rest of the movie i just am completely lost in because the hero and the heroes the dwarves are just jerks. Like, and I didn't realize that Tolkien made this children's book where the heroes turn into complete jackholes, and they're greedy and they fight the guys who helped them. And anyone who comes to help them, they turn them away. Um, Gandalf comes and reasons with him and he's, he's like, no, they keep saying you gave your word. And he's like, I don't care about my word. And it was just like, he's like one of the worst characters, people ever and then he comes at the end and dies fighting this made-up guy that wasn't even in the book i know hmm. so how did that end right. in the hobbit did, did he ever like turn around or did you just say and eh, that's the end thorin was i awful. think
0: it's somewhat i think it's somewhat similar because in lord of the rings like you never hear of any of those characters anymore the dwarves are just sort of gone they're
1: reclusive but like, you do no hear going died like that's something you know about
0: yeah and you and you find out about moria but there's no there's no army of dwarves that ever show up like you got one dwarf um right you know gimli the whole the whole movie um i don't know i mean the only real the only real answer i have to that is that it was a different time right like it wasn't you know you think back on on kids stories even like you know we talk about how disney sort of cleaned up and and you know made family friendly is a weird word but made family friendly these old kind of gruesome fairy tales Not because true. so many of those that so many of those fairy tales were like were um like cautionary tales right like kids wander off into the woods and get eaten by a witch right. and, or a wolf even for...
1: disney hasn't touched hansel and gretel yet <laughs> right right um
0: yeah it's it's a particularly morbid you know cannibalism and so right forth. but um but even their earlier adaptations um are still now you know 20 the 50 years later um you know are still kind of problematic right to a modern from a modern perspective um and so so there were probably things like you know, just the standards and the expectations for a for a kids book, and I don't know, you know, children's no. book. Like, I don't, I don't know that you're gonna read The Hobbit to a five year old, right? But, um, you know, like, like young adults, kind of, you know, maybe right. middle school, um, um, age book there, maybe young. I don't know. I'm not a parent. And
1: until so, Tol- we all know, Tolkien wasn't original writer. That wasn't his gig, and this was his first right.
0: go, right? Like he. Yeah, he was a linguist, right? Like yeah. he invented languages and and built worlds. Um, right. You know, that's part of why Lord of the Rings is the way that it is, with so much sort of extraneous. Like some of it is just world building, and and some of it is is like I don't want to say metaphor, but a little bit metaphor. Sure, of, you know, the the hobbits going from this sort of paradise you know stale not stale but like static unchanging paradise of the shire um you know through the woods and out into the great world where the fellowship falls apart and right all crazy stuff happens and then they have to fight their way back um still you know there's an there are elements of that that i think are him working out his his issues you know post world war one
1: right um and he writes it down. It's so it's so weird though that we have so much based on Tolkien and, and The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and what he's done and how things are. But but going back to the source material itself, it's still great and it's still good. But it has truly some flaws to it. I think that if we were reviewing it today as if it was a real thing when we were alive back then, we'd be like, this is so inventive, but just really is lacking in some major norms like structure, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, we would say that of Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbit feels even, even so much. So And watching the Hobbit, it, I, I have a hard time. That's why I ask you as somebody who read the book, I have a hard time picking out why it's, why it meanders and goes everywhere because it's made into a three, three hour movies. Or if it's, that's what the book actually was too. Right. M- maybe, no, I mean, maybe Thrain I mean, was not so bad because it was only like one chapter of him being a jerk. And instead of three hours,
0: yeah i'm sure i'm sure that that's a part of it right like there are long stretches of that movie that are just ac- uh, all three of those movies that are just ridiculous action sequences mm-hmm. um you know the barrels funny yeah. like they do okay. go down the river in barrels but the barrels are closed right. because they would sink otherwise they would take on water and and they were um, like running away
1: secretly. yeah and
0: they were right. they were sneaking out of this of this orc fortress right um yeah, I imagine that's that's part of what's happening there. Like you read the book and yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that, but then you move past it because it's not
1: that's probably added
0: out into three full length movies. That makes
1: that makes a lot of sense. I think when you you're right. When and you know, try trying to dissect like what, what makes this one the series not so great. And there's some clear marks like the 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 um the barrel scene that you just mentioned. That's one I always use as an example as well. But there's there's even things like in Star Wars that I can be like, you know what Ewoks just just fast forward past that everything else is great. So I was Yeah, we uh, talked about that last Right. Week. So I, so I I try to watch like The Hobbit and recently that I've done that to try to say like maybe I just skip past the barrel scene and pay attention to the other things that are good. And and I what I what I have been left with in this accepting the parts that are terrible like the the worm tongue guy that's even worse than worm tongue um, and lasts for one and a half mo- full movies um mm-hmm. it, it i can i i get past some of those things and then i still find myself with stuff that didn't make sense and are just not great or fun or good um and now that you're i'm talking to you about it i think maybe it's because it you're living with those those ideas too long right yeah 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 that's weird but anyway that's i I, I many sub review of the hobbit again the five armies is it's still not great just because the story is not great it's mm-hmm. th- there's just nothing but you know those people who are on the production of that like was it weta workshop or something are just so phenomenal they try so hard and they work so hard and everything is gorgeous and beautiful and you know good on yeah, those it's, people
0: it's it's testament to uh you know in in movies like sometimes you can you can be missing one of the key elements and do and do okay and and do well uh you know depending on whatever but to really do well you need all of the parts you do like you need good production value and good acting and good score and good writing right
1: Um, hey that leads us right into our week's show we watched
0: yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of things that go on too long.
1: Oh, uh, my God. So it's not a 2020 challenge. We're we're done with that. Yeah, we're past that.
0: And we did. I don't know who to blame for this because I know I, I made it official last week, but it was your suggestion the week before. I, I think that I did suggest um, it at some point.
1: Uh, this is just a... Uh, Michael and Dennis watched is what this is. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. We're back to to Michael and Dennis. We're
0: back to whatever we used to call. It's not Netflix challenge because I had to find this (laughs) on the Internet. It's not available. You can't buy it anywhere. Um, I don't think it was ever made into DVD or.
1: What are are we talking about first? Give it the name. uh,
0: Oh, we're we're talking about the 1978 Star Wars holiday special. It's
1: labeled at the start of it. Episode four and a half. Mm hmm. It it truly is. (laughs) I did some reading about this. First off, I want to state, I've, I have not seen this show in its entirety ever. I think I have seen bits and pieces of it when I was a kid. Nor nor have I, and, and
0: I still, I mean, I was in the room while it was on the whole time. I did get on my phone a couple times because it was <laughs> I, just... I, I don't
1: blame you. Don't blame you. It's just painful. Yeah. it's, it's almost, w- almost People have said through. that it's bad, and it, it's always held up as bad. That's one of the reasons we watched it and wanted to see, because, you know... there are things in Star Wars that are bad. I mean, and everything has that goes on as long as it has. There's definitely things that are bad and you can have your favorite, what you think of as bad at Star Wars, but universally Star Wars or not Star Wars. Everyone knows this is bad, right? Not in good, not in good, bad, even like not even in good, bad. Okay. So how, what makes this so bad, Dennis? What, what parts of it are the worst? Okay. So I,
0: I don't, I don't really remember I mean, I could come up with parallels to this, but this is nineteen seventy eight. It's yep. a few years before I was born. Yeah. So I don't really remember what TV was like in this time. I mean okay. I remember what T V was like when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. So there are commercials. The commercials had, had not improved greatly. Hey, by did the you mid on your
1: version 80s. did you watch it with commercials? Did it have commercials?
0: the file that I had had commercials
1: and minded too. And it was great. I know you watched the Rift tracks version, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, if you don't know, Rift tracks is the guys who did mystery science theater. It's their, um, you know, unofficial project they do now. Their show is, is, has been done for a while. They did do a, a sort of reboot continuation on Netflix with, um, um, shoot. What's her name from the guild?
1: Uh, Felicia day,
0: Felicia day. Yeah. um, but these guys do a thing called Rift Tracks, where they do their same mystery science theater uh, shtick of making fun of movies, um, but they sell them as audio files because they can't, you know, they don't have the rights yeah. to sell their own version of of Harry Potter movies with with, uh, um, yeah, you know, them them talking over it. But uh, that was the file that I found for for this movie so they talked over it and they sometimes talked over the commercials um as it got further on i started uh fast forwarding through the commercials because oh, i wanted it to be over i, well, I understand Let's... that
1: but i will say the commercials are some of the best parts of it they were um
0: genuinely good it's it's true some of the ones that we saw were were pretty good and they had good jokes a lot of the a lot of the riff tracks jokes weren't weren't very good because we're like and we're you know we're watching it, we're like that's not even a good joke and they're mm-hmm. like well They've had nothing but Wookiees yelling at each other for the last five solid minutes. (laughs) What are the what are these guys supposed to make jokes about?
1: It's so Um,
0: so, well I You know, there's there's only so many times that you can, you know, make a joke like the Wookiees are dogs or whatever. Wookiees are dogs, right. So I this the structure of this calling it a movie is generous, but the structure of this movie It's a
1: skit show, right? Is there or it's 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 sort variety of variety shows
0: What they, it's like a variety show. That's yeah. a good word for it. Like there's a frame of Chewbacca's family, his wife and son and
1: uncle or grandpa. It looks like grandpa. Something. He's kind of like a an cane older
0: with white beard, an older Wookiee. And there are no subtitles. So the Wookiees talk to each other and you have to sort of, um, infer what they're, um, what they're saying by their tone and body language. Um, because you know they're Wookies, they're just yelling, right? Wookie sounds at each other, right? Um, and every so often, with whatever kind of um, ridiculous uh, framing setup, they will cut to something. Most of it, most of the time, it was a song. Um, sometimes it was the weird salesman in the shop trying to sell a <laughs> right? universal beard trimmer gadget to a to a um an imperial officer right um one time it was uh the guy who was the villain in blazing saddles uh hedley lamar i can't think of the actor's name right now um do like one time he was a robot that was sort of dying uh one time he was a a cooking show chef kind of like an alien julia childs with four arms um
1: before that was so bad
0: like just so much uh uh, harvey corman is that actor's name um and and he uh, was jefferson starship does a whole song but they're set up like little hologram like a hologram band in this box this like lunchbox looking thing um the table i don't know what this is called but that that uh, hologram chess thing that they play in no. A New Hope. Yeah, when he says he says, "Let the Wookie win." They have that table, but a bunch of circus performers come out and do a do a song and dance and a lot of juggling, and you sort of feel bad because they're like talented performers, but it looks like just some kind of
1: like somebody put Teletubbies trip. on the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, weird. Most of the movie looks like some kind of um drug you know illegal substance uh, drug trip, trip that of, somebody made yeah of, of some kind there is an entire animated segment that mm-hmm. is like i guess a lot of the origin story of boba fett and the mandalorians sure. um at least, like the earliest we get right because it's not right.
1: he's got that he's I, actually got that that gun fork thing that the he's mandalorian got the has. fork
0: gun that the mandalorian has i noticed mm-hmm. that but the animation is so trippy. Um, I don't even know really what other word to use to describe <laughs> it. It was real flowy and like stuff moved more than it was supposed to. Right? Like right. R2-D2 was kind of wavy when he would express his little beeps and stuff. And, the, uh, the, you know, the characters, the Han and Chewie, and, or Han and... Luke and Leia all looked super strange.
1: Super strange. Um, <laughs> They're like
0: weird. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. Maybe I'll find a YouTube video and put it in the show notes, but oh, man. Uh, Well, yeah. So I don't I don't know if I've adequately described what <laughs> this is. It's hard to describe, describe, right? But there's yeah. there's a little bit of story going on in the frame, but it's really just however they can set up cutting away to these various uh uh you know, variety acts.
1: It it does. It so I remember as a kid and I I was born in 1975 to date myself. So, you know, in the 80s, early 80s, I was a young kid and I can start to remember television shows. Um, mm-hmm. And there were and a lot of the, and, and shows that were in rerun at the time were like 70s shows. Right. So right, some right. of that I can kind of remember how they were doing. And variety shows were a thing. I, I will say watching this, especially with the commercials, was a really, really big throwback to my little, little, little childhood. Right. Like, yeah. Between five yeah. and eight, um, because, you know, you're, you are people were s- not slave to the TV, but that's the only thing that was on. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to watch. Right. W- right. When, when the holiday special was on, that's I don't care that there was three stations nationwide. There was really only one that everyone's watching. Um, yeah. So the narratives are all sent. And then also people still in that time still didn't hadn't figured out really commercials and things but okay I, I digress the um it's a variety show they had these things called variety shows which it was saying and the best thing i can remember well, was the most popular was called was the muppet show so if you've watched the muppet show uh it they always had skits that kind of went it through but there was always usually uh, each episode had some kind of main theme going on it and it usually had to do with kermit somehow Uh, okay being being off the stage manager type thing there's always something going on that he was trying to to do and then they would have the skits throughout and that's how this felt and there was a lot of shows like that i guess um i remember a couple but uh that was the big thing then uh so in 1978 i'm giving you a little bit of the the background of 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 this show 1978 Mm -hmm. uh star wars was a real big hit it was pop culture everywhere um, and on all the TV shows like Richard Pryor and everybody else were going nuts on their shows, um, talking about it. And on the variety shows, they were also having skits about Star Wars. So mm-hmm. um, Lucas had already been okayed for and greenlit for Empire Strikes Back in Jedi Empire. And he right. was heavy in making it. But the mm-hmm. studio believed that they needed somehow to keep this momentum of this, this uh, show going. Because, right. as my daughter so eloquently put it, they had no idea that it could literally last 35 years on its own without any kind of hype. Um, yeah. So, but in 1977, they only had one movie, and they thought it could be, like, a flash in the pan. So they needed something to keep people interested while, before Empire came out again.
0: Yeah, because it was it was going to be three years, right? We talk about, like, you know, waiting a year to get another handful of episodes of Mandalorian. But... Yeah
1: like three years three years right uh so lucas was you know was all on board for it he was like yeah this is good we need to we need to do something right um and they said let's do let's do holiday specials because everyone watches those everyone it's the big thing every year these you know tv sh- I, stations i read them. that i read that he had wanted to do a story all about wookies he did i guess originally in and one so like his, the original
0: or, the original conception was his yeah. idea and maybe this is the point that you're headed toward because yeah. after as time went on he didn't have time he didn't have availability to to lead the project and he yeah. sort of left it in their hands and would answer any of their questions if yeah. they needed access to right. you know costumes or or lore or any of that but right. like after that initial idea was kind of not involved and so
1: yeah and 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 he he would just he almost did the involvement of Tim Burton had on nightmare Before Christmas where they would occasionally maybe ask him, but mostly not. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he had the kind of yeah. initial idea, which you still see in here. You still see in the Ready show. You see that he, he threw out the idea that, um, I guess news to me in this one was that when he first made star Wars, he conceived it as being just like the princess bride. Where it's a story being told told by a Wookiee family to one of their kids at bedtime. And it starts out with a long time ago mm. in a galaxy
0: far, far away. Yeah, in a in a frame like that.
1: Right. So that that's the way it was supposed to start. So he said that he he, he, he conveyed that to these producers who he chose because he was supposed to he was hired to produce, but then didn't produce, and hired two other people to produce it for him. And he said, Okay, here's the thing. I had an idea that this was going to be a story told by a Wookiee family, and I really like the idea of a Wookiee family on Kashyyyk. And he says they get back and Han goes to has or Chewie wants to get home for this thing holiday called Life Day. Um, And they're getting chased by Imperial and the family is worried about him. And then go make a movie. Go make a movie like a feature movie on TV. That's what that was the extent of it. Um, Oh, and he did say that he had wanted musical numbers in it. Lucas did said that. And mm-hmm. he, he has been on record with always wanting musical numbers in it. Hence, when we get the special editions, we have musical numbers in them. Right. Um, so he did give them that thing. And then those two producers went off and felt that they were too busy with other projects that they hired two other producers to make this movie. <laughs> so and then they, by word of telephone, repeated what George said. And then what... George told them the CBS executives wanted. So it was three people down on the story. And by the time it got down to the producers, they were actually going to start making this movie. They just had a vague recollection. And I don't even know if they've actually seen Star Wars at this point. Um, and started making their own variety show with um, the guidance. Star Wars Star Wars sets and right. costumes. And that's what it is. So we have terrible like the the music videos are awful the um i mean cantina there's a scene is terrible there's a,
0: there's a cantina that looks like the low budget i mean a lower budget version of Mose eisley and b arthur singing this long drawn out farewell good night goodbye closing time song and and also the guy pouring a drink into his head what what
1: just I, the what? drink in his head it's B. Arthur. It's just insane. It's it's seriously the. Here's a, a, a skit we're gonna do that makes no sense whatsoever, and we're just gonna use a Star Wars cantina, right? That, yeah, so terrible. Um, that and then the like you mentioned earlier with the the skit, because I'm, I'm, clearly these are skits, right? The skit where the Wookiee mom is making dinner and she's watching a cooking show that you talked about, and that's a whole skit that is terrible um there's the oh my god i can't say this on air is is the part where the grandpa puts on a virtual reality helmet with a sexy lady right yeah singing him a song i was i was nervous
0: about that we started watching this with my parents and i had heard (laughs) that because i'd seen uh a youtuber uh react to this video and talked about the vr it's not like you know it was still on tv in the 70s so it's more just like she's singing him this song it's more like a it's more similar to an asmr youtube right it's not it's not strictly sexy like she's just singing this sort of intimate like emotionally intimate song to him for that goes on much too long
1: oh so 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 all of it is much too long and then the random hologram rock band that plays something in the middle I'm telling you, people, I'm trying to do my best to describe what this is. It's insanity of mixture of anything. And then on top of it, the actual Star Wars scenes are all C-budget, D-budget, like, sets. It's something like you Mm -hmm. really saw on terrible, terrible shows. And then you randomly have the the actual Star Wars cast playing their roles. And it's funny, Harrison Ford can still deliver lines. No matter what, he still did fine with his Han Solo parts, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, I mean, granted, he's in it for a grand total of maybe five minutes combined. He's in like two scenes. Right. But he's, you know, yeah,
0: he's a professional actor and he's (laughs) doing the character just like, I mean, there's that that quote uh, interview with him. I forget who tells the story, probably Mark Hamill. But Mark Hamill hit a point in, in Star Wars A New Hope where... They had done, they had shot scenes out of order. And so his hair was wrong. Like his hair had been messed up in a prior right. scene and it would right. be messed up too early in the movie. Uh-huh. And or maybe you told me this story. I don't remember. Yep. And Harrison Ford goes, It's not that kind of movie, kid. It's not that kind of movie, kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he he just, like, the real movie was, was, you know, not a joke, but just a job. Right. Like, yeah. he's just going to do what he was told to do and act the character. And that's exactly what he did.
1: And that's exactly what he did in this, this this special. I think all of them did even like, even Hamill got on there and did a thing and, and they were, they were all playing their characters pretty good. You know what? If anything, this gave me a great appreciation for the costume designers who made Chewbacca. Right? Like Mm. putting Chewbacca standing up to these other next to these other Wookiees made him look like a masterpiece, like an actual alien compared to people Mm. dressed up in monkey suits just in a just in a big furry gilly suit right it, it it felt like when he was finally reunited with his family that like oh there's a there's the actual alien and these are all just guys in a suit right yeah yeah it's like it's like the, the these
0: are the tv wookies and now we got the one <laughs> we got the one that's in hd
1: in hd but and yeah so last last word about this one is that i i want to say the commercials were were so good because they're so awful as well they were um there's i mean there's one called uh it's robot backwards it's uh tober tober or something like that and yeah. it, all it does is it just goes forward and you click a button on a remote and it spins and the commercial just says with your audio audio beams you can control him to turn and go straight, and turn, and go straight. Continue forward. You have the control. You have the control. And it and it ends with the last thing it says is, uh, uh, "Tober is robot spelled backwards." Like huh. explaining the joke. <laughs> it's like this. This is so bad. It's a real everyone.
0: thing that somebody designed and sold
1: to real kids. <laughs> sold it and got it on a Christmas special, and oh my god! And all of the commercials were like that too. There's there's one uh, for uh, Reggie Jackson. And evidently he had a Reggie candy bar. Mm. And he gets on there and he's like, That's so good that they made three I remember they had I made three home runs and one won a game. So much they made a candy bar after me. It's Reggie. And then he just holds up and he's he's not like in his baseball outfit, he's just like a dude in a chair at a house and he holds up this candy bar package. It's not even a candy mm-hmm. bar, it's like a square, and he's like, Reggie. And then that's it. That's the commercial. Like Yeah. Wh- yeah. Wh- what Why is it so just terribly terribly bad commercials um and we I caught just the tail
0: end of the where's the beef lady with oh. which that's an old reference but yeah that's technically before my time but I know she was in Ferris Bueller um oh. she's got literal underpants oh the underpants like, yes she's holding them up and then there are four guys in fruit, in fruit, fruit, of the loom. fruit costumes yeah grapes and and bananas and and you're like what
1: what is happening oh and, and what what's fu- what's, what's terrible is that this is a commercial for underwear for the looms underwear and it's like the big baggy saggy white mm-hmm. under underwear and you're like Gr- granny panties what yeah. is so bad there's one commercial and what's funny is that you you kind of want to think that these are commercials or jokes but they're actual legit commercials that we're on yeah one yeah. guy was talking about he was sitting at home he's an older guy and he was like my job is a ladies' undergarments uh, manufacturer. And in America, we used to be proud about what we made things. And it's a whole commercial about pride in American manufacturing.
0: Mm-hmm. I s- he- I s- was that the one with the eagle?
1: With the eagle,
0: right? And there's an eagle. I, and he, as he- I was skipping through, like I saw a commercial that was just an eagle in flight, like carrying yep. away a fish. And I was like, what is this?
1: He's literally <laughs> talking about. Making women's undergarments and children's undergarments, like because in China they are making undergarments now, and we are buying their stuff, and we should start, and it's so sad that America is not buying women 's undergarments and children's undergarments anymore. made in America made in America. And I'm like, this is a real commercial. what's happening what's happening Ugh. I, it, so this this show, in conclusion, has not been um, made into HD either. It's, was Lucas did not like it. Neither did any of the executives that saw it, but they said when they saw it, it was like less than a month from launch, and they said, why not? Just put it out there. Who No cares. Um, but he insisted that it never be shown again, um, never be reproduced. Mm-hmm. You can't get it on DVD, right. VHS, Blu-ray. You can't get it on anything. It was bootlegged yeah, from the originals. That, that's why there are commercials
0: in the version we watched, because yeah. all that's available is you know something somebody recorded off of TV with their vcr or yeah or whatever.
1: And, and that's the I only think. way you can watch it now and it's in like lo-fi it's mm-hmm. if you want to remember what it was what what the world was like back then to watch it, tv if you're old enough to remember
0: watching like we didn't watch it on a tape but we watched a video file made from vhs tape and it's got the like uh garbled edges
1: and and all of that it's stuff. just so very 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 fuzzy it's hard to, to mm-hmm. see what's going on. So that that anyway, man, that was that was quite the show. I will never watch it again. I may watch the commercials, but I'll never watch that show again. Yeah. It's yeah, real bad. That was that was brutal. Brutal. I it, are we gonna it, we're gonna watch something it, different it, it, next week. Are we watching where it's Christmas? It gave time. me
0: it gave me a different perspective both on the movies on our poster that we didn't like <laughs> and also stuff like Phantom Menace and Last Jedi and, and for me, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, boy. Uh, um, bill is right all of those are better than this all of them like, he's right all of them That's at least like at least a story at least a, a plot with stuff that happens like i have issues with some of the points but it's not two hours of torture
1: i mean if you wonder why they didn't lucas did not trust anyone else to make movies after this i kind of see it now yeah right? yeah i, I kind of get that a fair call that's I, a fair I get call. it oh my oh my god uh and i also like you said without appreciation like yeah i can watch some of those old movies we watched on our list and now actually really appreciate how well done they were done compared to what other media was out around that i time mean or before, this you know, is the after. same year as deer hunter right? right so like think about
0: that which was also like, a terrible movie but yes th- th- like like they could watch deer hunter or they could watch
1: this star wars holiday special (laughs) man i don't know i mean you wonder if star wars didn't just come out it was a was a a a good movie at a time that there were just terrible entertainment in the world and and yeah it lasted forever i don't know we we
0: talk about um (laughs) you know that's that's another thing from that movie bob video about that movie like people talk about it coming out like as a as a flash and like nothing ever and all of that is true but there were movies and things and trends moving to where it, you know, it dropped at just the right time. It wasn't out of the blue, um, you know, yeah. movies that had come before kind of set the set the stage a little bit. Sure.
1: So, OK, so we're we're, we're watching. We got Christmas stuff coming up. What do you want? What do you want to watch? It's that time. Last, um, so- last time before this, we watched those sappy uh, I thought Christmas, that we would i thought that we would pick
0: out a couple of classics um okay for you like instead of watching the same movie yep. um um i I will recommend to use some you know an, an older not that much older but a relatively old relatively new whatever yeah um uh, holiday movie and and vice versa for me, so I'm going to watch with my family the nineteen ninety four the right year. Yep, yep. Uh, I had it in front of me. Pretty sure that's what it is. Now it's gone. Movies. 1994 version of Miracle on 34th Street.
1: And have you seen that one?
0: I've not seen that one. Okay. I've seen the old, uh, not original, because I think there are versions of this going back to oh. um, cool. going back to the silent era but oh, okay. i have seen i've seen the one from 1947 with um uh marino oh
1: i love that one i love that one and too and Natalie Wood. yeah it's it's um, really
0: good the sort of iconic yeah iconic version but i've not seen this Relatively newer one from 25 years ago. <laughs> right, I,
1: um, I I did enjoy that one. I, I I enjoyed the 47 one immensely, and I also really enjoyed this one a lot too. So
0: yeah, so this was one you had mentioned. So I mm-hmm. thought I'll I'll watch that maybe with some of my family when I don't know they're big sure. fans of the original, so that might be a tough sell. But no, that might um, be good. It
1: might be good. Like say, hey, maybe we can see what a, a, a different same. It's it's actually the same story. Sure, just, right.
0: M- Macy's and know, like a modern house instead and, of a right 40s house. Um. So, so that's mine. Yep. And then for you, I have a movie that my, uh, my family actually watched this past weekend, so it'll be fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um it is called A Family Man with uh Nicolas Cage and Te Leone. I have and, not uh, seen that one. So and Don Cheadle.
1: Don Cheadle, I like uh, Don
0: Cheadle. He has a he has a small part. It's um I don't know, I don't I don't want to spoil it sure. for you. So it's it's vaguely it's holiday. It's 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 Christmassy. Um okay. It's it's not it's not like it's not super Christmassy. It's not Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street Christmassy. But yeah. it's it's more Christmassy than Die Hard. Which is, <laughs> right, right. Uh, we had uh, you it's, know the whole thing.
1: I get I get but, that I get that reference. Uh, yeah. So <laughs>
0: that's from two thousand. So it's old, but not not that old.
1: Good. Uh, I, I I like these shows. I mean, you would like last several years. I don't know if you did before. Had, been on a real kick of these uh kind of saccharine or uh, tongue-in-cheek christmasy romance comedy movies and um i like those two i like all of the things around christmas time that are about just bright and happiness and you know unrealistic type things because you know christmas (laughs) is a fairly unrealistic time of the year sure Um, and it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of like it's one time a year between Thanksgiving and Christmas that you can give up on all the cynicalness of the world and all the things are coming out and just look at the bright green and the shiny stuff and, the, you know, I mean, you shouldn't forget about the terrible things, but. Yeah, but just, you know, take a it, moment and, yeah. you
0: know, as they say, Christmas spirit, right? Like the Christmas
1: spirit, right? And, try and, to you,
0: look at the world through a different different lines
1: yeah and and it's it's nice to watch these those shows so it's always good i, I we watched uh Sid and i finished believe we or not she had not seen a princess pride and we watched we finished watching mm. that the other day which she really liked it uh, of course um now but you
0: guys can watch the christmas uh uh deadpool
1: that's what i was just leading into is that like <laughs> i showed her the first five minutes of once upon a deadpool uh which that was pretty great right that's that's a it was a good lead in for us, like, hey, because she, uh, I don't think she's seen Deadpool two. Where um, I'm like, hey, here's a PG thirteen version. It's funny. And
0: I, I think, I think I remember you saying that she saw the first one without you knowing. She did. Um, but yeah, I've I've watched them both, and it's the same story. But you know, PG thirteen. I think, it, which it's is at kind least of so PG-13, weird. PG thirteen, if not PG, it's just you know less blood, less violence, and most of the profanity taken out
1: well that that setup with the princess bride thing and how he uses that as a vehicle to explain uh it being pg-13 was so classic right. and wonderful and yeah. great yeah you know, i that deadpool team is fantastic so if you mm-hmm. if you're not seeing once upon a deadpool watch the first five minutes of that movie if you enjoyed <laughs> princess bride just just for that yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that's that's cool all right i'm excited to watch some couple kind of things well we're we're gonna watch uh, we'll watch that one that you watch too and i gotta watch um the snoopy christmas one is always some of our stuff the elf mm. we've done i watched elf yet mm. um and uh the Rankin bass rudolph rudolph yeah yeah so those those are good i did watch the making of elf and nightmare on netflix those were good so oh, is that the
0: um the the movies that made us yes
1: the movies that made us the christmas movies that made us christmas right. movies that made us yeah and and so far i've only seen i don't know if there's more but i know the only two and it was elf and uh nightmare for christmas and they're they're all fantastic they're both fantastic. Mm. especially if you love those movies they're they're nice neat stories that are fun and well told so sure. that was fun it makes me want to watch elf a lot because it's such a, a great <laughs> movie nice oh, okay cool so what else do we got this week um we played uh, some games what are you playing games last week you played water deep on tuesday right
0: on Tuesday, we played uh, Lords of Waterdeep on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to happen after Gloomhaven, but uh, our buddy Trotsky is the host for those things. He's using uh, something called Shadow, which is a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a cloud virtual, gaming virtual PC. PC. Yeah, it's a virtual yeah. Windows uh, machine that he uses for that, and he was having technical difficulties. So we did not play Gloomhaven. We did It's not unheard play... of
1: for our friend Trotsky. <laughs>
0: right, right. He's an early adopter and, you know.
1: Runs into those problems.
0: You have those problems. Um, but we played Lord of the Waterdeep, which is not a new game. It's an old, no. you know, no. D&D. Uh, anybody who knows the the Fa- Faerun sort of, you know, if you listen to yep. the Adventure Zone, right? Water's Deep is a... Right. Um, or Waterdeep. Water, Water's Deep? No Waterdeep. Water water water
1: Deep. Waterdeep. Which, which, by the way, that is that game is... Uh, a perfect example of a game that has nothing to do or anything to do with anything of that. That thing is purely a skin that there's hmm. like, right. There's, there's no real mechanics. It's a, what we call in the Euro, the U S Euro game, right. That. Yeah. Has yeah. I know
0: first. I, I have said, and I don't, I don't know how much is this is true, but I would love to see that exact game with all the same mechanics and everything. Like nothing changed at all mm-hmm. except Reskinned to look like, uh, um, Rising Sun,
1: or sure, it's like a Japanese m- thing, and may-
0: maybe even, um, maybe even you know really well made games like, um, uh, Mechs versus Minions, right? With sure. just really really nice components. But I love the aesthetics and the components of Rising Sun. I just don't like the game. I don't like to play. <laughs> sure, it. yeah, yeah. Um, but I I really like. Lords of Waterdeep, like it's got sure. like this whole mm-hmm. questing thing, and you yep. always kind of feel like you're you're in competition with each other, but you don't, you know, you don't fight or anything. Yep. Like the most aggressive thing you do is give somebody mandatory
1: quest, and you, which, got... which by the way, gives them something.
0: Right, right, right. So it's a weird like you're slowing them, you're hurting them, but you're really only slowing them down, and they're going to get a reward for it, and you have to use one of your precious actions to do that. It's it's just a really well-designed uh, game,
1: I feel. Something I like about in that design in that one is th- a lot of the other uh, Screw You cards are you get two of a color and everybody else gets one of a color. So it's like, yes, you get a thing, but everybody else gets half that thing. It's like there's nothing that's a Screw You card that doesn't also somehow give benefits in some way to somebody else too, right? Or mm-hmm. I pick two colors Pick two other people to pick one each, right? It's just yeah, I love the mechanics of that game. It's simple, simple but nuanced. And I do believe they could put any skin on that thing though, in any way they wanted to. I wonder if they don't have like special box sets of that. That it's still a pretty popular game, right? Maybe maybe not. I'm not sure. I I would assume so,
0: but who knows?
1: You well, know, they. It's on iPad, iOS. You guys play it on Steam. It's got mm-hmm. it everywhere, so you can. It. And it's not that expensive. I, I would recommend it on iPad. Probably too small on iPhone.
0: Um, yeah, we had it it's they have crossplay now, which is why we played it, because it's on Steam. The Steam version was fine, but it was clearly the mobile version like in a window, which yeah. you know was also fine because I could, you know, blow it up large enough to see all the little uh yeah. interface pieces. It's definitely too small to play on a phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for... I played it I I will say I did play it on a phone. Granted I have a big phone, but I did play on a phone for a long time. Um so it's possible. And I think Mike, our buddy, had said that they changed it to be a different, like maybe from portrait to landscape or something, which made it harder to do on the phone. But he mm. also has a tiny phone, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's landscape for sure. Um Yeah. Well, it it's it's a fun game. I I did enjoy the game. I, I played the other the indie game during that. I played the Neverwinter game, which I've been playing and I'm still enjoying that one. Still running through stuff now. I go into a, a new area last night and it's like all drow and spiders based, and I'm like, oh, see, eh, I know drow and spiders, and I don't know all the people and the things, but I know what drow are and I know spiders. That go with them, and you know, <laughs> and you see a drider, which if you're D and d person, you know what that is, that has to do with drow, and it's, it's very much like, as I've said when I always mention this game, kind of homesy feeling, We're like, oh, I know this, I I kind of expect, I get what I'm expecting here, right, mm-hmm. which, feel, which feels good. Uh So, yeah, d- D&D stuff. Oh, wow, we haven't played D&D in a while, too, we'll have to get that on the, the docket pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're getting... I know I'm behind in publishing episodes of Klingons and Dragons, but we're also getting toward the end of our recorded content on that. Oh goodness, so we gotta
1: get back on that. I
0: have to do something, one or the other. Um, do you want to? We can. I think we have just one more episode of of Mandalorian. Is that right?
1: One or two? Uh, yeah, probably just. I think just one left.
0: So we can
1: we can talk about that now, or we can wait um Let, let's let's wait till next full, week because we we spent so much time, time on star wars last week and then we got star wars sure this week, which sure the crappy thing and
0: okay yeah. well we also um i think we both watched a show an amazon
1: prime original mm-hmm. uh, called called wayne wayne that's weird weird right like you heard us right listeners wayne w-a-y-n-e yep it's a dude's name <laughs> uh how would you describe this show man i don't even know uh <laughs> it's well it's original okay so it has it's it's got the two main characters are from boston and they have this thick boss or at least the main girl they're 15 year olds 15 to mm-hmm. 16 17 year olds and they have uh, thick boston accents i would say um, the aesthetics of the show um, is similar to that um what's that show with the gallaghers set in chicago that were with a family shameless of, Shameless. The, it has an aesthetic the,
0: of Shameless. The the American version of Shameless that was a an English right. show, but I I didn't watch the English show.
1: Right. So it it has the aesthetic of that. It's got the kind of language of that and the attitude mm-hmm. of that show um, about the the plot being that uh, a kid who has had it rough in life for some reason he has just an, an ability inability to not tell the truth, but he also doesn't speak very much. He's just a kind of a quiet teenager. But he's what you might call as a a rough kid in in there he's very kind of heavy metal rock kind of look to him mm-hmm. um alt maybe But he doesn't talk much and he's a little weird um but again doesn't talk much that I love friends but he will he sees something wrong and he just he will fight like he will fight a kid a bully he will come up and hit him over the head with a stapler or something like really aggressive. he's he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a justice vigilante but also yeah. you know a
0: loner and yeah has no um, well at the at the setup his mom is gone and his dad is is, is uh, dying. terminally ill yeah right
1: so he, he and he lives in a very poor area the school's very poor of it's Boston. trying it's yeah. trying so he has a rough um, spoiler for the first one but it's just it's in kind of the setup is that his, his dad does die and he decides to go run away to find his dad's car. Cause I guess that's something like his dad told him stories of. Um, and like the day before he met a girl that he kind of, uh, became in love with and Mm -hmm. for like young love asked to be his girlfriend that same day. She said, okay. Um, the dad who's very, uh, Southie Boston, uh, comes and forbids it. And it's a big dad. Her dad, her dad. And he comes and then like, asks it's her to the, run off with them and they Do. It's the Allstate mayhem guy uh, yeah.
0: who was on on 30 Rock.
1: Right. So they run off and go to, and the whole show is centered around them going from Boston to Florida in Ocala to find a car. That's that's all they really know. And all of those the thing that I've said leads to be that it's a very dramatic serious movie, which it kind of show it kind of is. Um, it actually has a lot of characters that are kind of comedic. Uh, intentionally, mm-hmm. and cool, and quirky, so it definitely doesn't feel dark or too serious. Is that right? Would you say it's serious? Uh, I mean, it
0: has serious moments. I would definitely label it uh, dark comedy.
1: Dark comedy well, probably a well thing to say, yeah. And and it doesn't go too dark, right? I don't know. Some, no, some scenes not- do. No,
0: not super not super dark like You're not watching Breaking yeah, Bad or anything. Yes, it has serious moments, but most of those are played to comedic effect.
1: Right. Namely there's there's one scene for an example where um the girl is trying to which by the way, the lead I wish I could tell you her name, she's fantastic in this. She is awesome. Um mm-hmm. at playing a fifteen I think she's like twenty something, but she's playing a fifteen year old. Right. And she, uh, he, she's trying to teach, she lies like crazy. And this show does lots of slow discovery of who these people are, all the characters and stuff. You slowly find out about what's made them who they are, which makes this show good. Mm -hmm. And she has this real ease with being able to lie and it makes him very uncomfortable and he doesn't understand that. So she's trying to teach him to lie. And there's a scene where finally after the show, the episode happens where he tells a lie. He tells this terribly horrible lie about him getting beat by his brother half to death every day and his dad mm-hmm. not doing anything and it making everybody like really, really sad and somber. And that's, you know, all of a sudden you're brought down to this somber seriousness of the show. And then like five minutes later, they're running away and he's, and they're, they're away. And she's like, man, I'm really sorry about that stuff with your brother. He's like, Oh, look, I got you. I lied. And you're like, oh, good. It's funny. Huh? It's a cute, cute, sweet moment that he learned to lie. And then he turns around and says, he didn't beat me every day, just most days. And you're like, oh, my yeah, God, it's back to dark yeah, again. That's,
0: <laughs> you know? that's that's the dark comedy. Like, it's right. funny, but you shouldn't
1: laugh at it. And, and he's smiling the whole time when he said it. Like, he right. accomplished something with lying. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you are really mixed it. And th- that's kind of how the show is. But yeah. would you agree, though, that all of the characters – are pretty great, like well written, right? And well active. written,
0: yeah. I mean, most of them are awful people, right? But it's but it's very it's very well written. Like they're playing off of this, like these Boston stereotypes and also these Florida stereotypes. A lot um, of those, right? And yeah, it's all it's all very very engaging, very entertaining. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, um, it's a lot of kind of grungy garage rock a lot of uh jack white and yep with, with a random vanessa carlton song that i won't spoil because it was one of my favorite moments of the season
1: <laughs> it, um, it you know the shows is they're 30 minute episodes which is another great thing right they're very yeah, short yeah and there's only like eight of them maybe something yeah i i watched the whole thing in like three days right it's it's four hours so they they don't pull punches they don't hold back every episode kind of moves forward at about three quarters of the way through. Um, the show changes kind of like there's a big thing happens. So it it continues and moves the story along. That mm-hmm. last third is wackadoo. All of it is. <laughs> um, and, but it's, it makes you feel like the show is like their lives are chaotic. There everything's chaotic. The show feels a little chaotic with that, but it still does have a very good heart to it. Mm-hmm. Right and i love it i i I enjoyed it a whole lot that's give credit to our buddy trotsky who who yeah uh, he he recommended that
0: to to all of us it has some similar kind of comedic style to uh ping pong summer which i i think we've talked about it's a fairly Mm -hmm. unknown movie that is is walking that line we were talking about this before we started recording that line between like is this sincere or is this a joke because yeah. it's it's very funny, but it seems intentionally funny or right. unintentionally funny. It seems like we're laughing at stuff that we're not supposed to, you know, laugh at. But yeah, but I can't tell. And you know, it turned out eventually the director admitted that it, you know, that it was parody. But yeah, you know, for a couple years he he held he kept that bit going. Like, no, this is a you know a love story to you know my childhood. Go in summers to. Uh, whatever the the maryland beach or whatever it is they go to um and yeah it has a lot of that like a similar kind of comedic style if you've seen that movie there's no reason that any other random person would have seen that movie because it's not very well known but yeah um shameless is a good is a good uh comparison but it's kind of, of shameless is more dark right because shameless is is more dark like i would say i would say worse stuff happens in wayne which might yeah. be true unless that's you've true. watched all of shameless because eventually some truly horrible things happen in shameless yeah but, really um right. yeah that's a good comparison if you if you liked shameless um you probably like this. i think you would definitely and like wayne but then. it's but it's on amazon prime you know yeah check yeah. it out if if you don't like it, it you know if you probably have amazon prime if you don't like it then
1: you don't have to watch it well one one of the the things i will say about it when when we talk about what what it line it kind of bounces off here that makes you uh kind of on the edge of your seat and have a little bit of adrenaline to the show is that because it definitely presents itself as dark like some things can happen there's a hammer like a ball pin hammer involved that gets used a couple Mm -hmm. times and you're like so you know that the director and writers are willing to go to some places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when a few scenes happen, I'm thinking of one in one scene where the girl happens to come in with a chainsaw and you're like, oh, my God, here, what what is going to happen? And you're like on the edge of your seat that like it can go really bad here and this is not good for anything. Right. And right. then they twist it. The show does that often where you think that it's going to go into a really bad spot and then they twist it and it's okay. It just, they just bring you back from it. It's like they really flirted with the edge and then they pull you back. And like, I yeah. liked that. I liked yeah. that a whole lot. I, I was really appreciative of that whole movie. And in the end of the day, as Deadpool says, it's a family movie. It's a love story. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah, about the love a, story. It's a
0: kid. It reminded me also a little bit of a Netflix show we watched. I don't know. Maybe back before we started the poster called End of the Effing World.
1: Yeah, it it did. That's a good one. That's a good one to remember. What that is similar, yeah. kind of like yeah, mid
0: early high schoolers, like yes, l- loners, out of place in the
1: in the world, like hundred percent. That's what it is, right? Yeah. But but be- but better. Not that that one's bad, but this one's good. That one was like an hour long episodes, I think maybe. T- yeah, important. it was it was a drama, so it had the full like forty minute episodes. Right. The. Uh, time timing is important for shows. I think we, you know, we've come across a lot of shows that we like um, and they would, we just talked about with Hobbit at the the start of this show. It's like, if they're just concise with it and you're okay with it being that you can tell some great stories, no need to get greedy. It's, it's the
0: rare, it's the rare long form, like 40 plus minute show that I can watch, you know, sometimes two episodes, definitely not more than two episodes in a row yeah where you know i'll watch a half hour show for 3 straight hours
1: yeah just cuz oh, it's, exactly. it's it's crazy. it's smaller chunks yeah we we you we and i've both agreed on that for a long time about how you can't watch a 3 hour show but you can watch a half hour show for 3 hours yeah. easily yeah.
0: right um speaking of half hour shows did we
1: have we talked about superstore
0: i think we you have told not, me about that show unless
1: we did years ago yeah. i watched yeah. it Years ago, like right, a long time ago. uh They
0: they started up a new season, and do you watch it? Did you watch Superstore?
1: I did. Oh, um,
0: okay. Then wow, we should have talked about that. Wow, we—I mean, for all I know, we did. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe not.
1: we're at 177 episodes, but we, um, maybe there's one we we'll have to go
0: back in the archives. We we talked section. about it and just forgot. um Right? Yeah, there's a new season, and it's very awkward because they're reacting to COVID things. And it's a oh, show man. about it's a show about people who basically are Walmart employees.
1: They don't say Walmart, I, but it's Walmart right. I bet you I haven't seen two or three seasons of that. Can I skip ahead or am I gonna like spoil main characters' things or Sh- i mean I- there' are some some major relationship developments and i mean, I mean career... like the payment like if you can't watch the the second half of the office without knowing the payment gym setup right it's true it's true um if I tell you that Glenn
0: isn't the manager anymore, is that a, is that yeah, a surprise? That's,
1: that's a spoiler surprise. Okay. But yeah. but will not won't, terrible.
0: I, I won't, I won't say any more than that. Like he's still on the show, but. Um, okay. Cause I, I love that guy. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's a, he's a good character. He and.
1: I should just go watch it again. I should just finish. Cause it's so good.
0: Yeah. It's the new season is awkward, right? We're in that time where like. Yeah. You watch T V and it's either it's either something new. This is us, a show that I watched with my family, mm-hmm. did a similar kind of thing and you're like, Oh, I don't wanna see scripted yeah. fictional characters reacting to these real world events. Like right. this this makes me uncomfortable. Wow. And Okay. But but it's also weird if you watch stuff that is that's normal, right? Like it's yeah. not it's not f- Uh, fantasy or you know something like mandalorian you watch normal people in a normal setting and you're like boy they're they're all so close together why all the
1: time they're talking right in each other's face they're touching so much look at how much stuff they're touching what's right you don't realize how much they're just barfing on each other their spit right yeah Mm -hmm. so i heard on the radio while driving home from the grocery store the other day um an an interview with one of the directors or writers or something of Grey's Anatomy. Now I've not watched only a few Grey's Anatomies, but I guess it's like the okay. big ER type show now. Yeah. Um, and evidently they, the whole episode of this interview was talking about how they decided to write in the season with COVID and have a whole COVID thing. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that show was still on. I did not either, but that's evidently what it, what it is. Um, and they do have their main character, at one point in the season get COVID. Um, But a lot of the season or at least several of the shows, I guess are COVID themed type stuff. And they did talk about that. The interview person on NPR was very much like, so how do you do this? People are like escapists. They go to watch these things and they don't want to watch the terribleness of their lives. And, and he was like, yeah, it's very difficult, but you know, we had to ask ourselves in the writer's room. It's like, how do we not? talk you know how do you because if you're not you're also not addressing it not 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 addressing it but not yeah you're assuming you're pretending it's not a real thing
0: it's it's weird because it's because it affects so many things like i was going to draw a comparison to like what if seinfeld was still going when when uh 9-11 happened yeah like they're in new york so like they have to react to it like all the people on twitter uh made fake uh seinfeld plot summaries where the different characters reacted to covid early yeah you know, back in like March and April
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when we That's still so made a lot more jokes about it. Um, but I mean, maybe in that case it makes sense because Seinfeld is set in New York. There's yeah. no way they could go through that without doing, but like, how do you address that in a, in a comedy like that, in a stage comedy? It's weird, um, right? How, that... how did
1: you, how did you perceive it? Was it, were they intentionally, Making fun of it, or did they just one day show up with with masks on and were spread apart? And well, just it's assume.
0: it's Superstore. It's if you haven't seen it, as I said before. It's oh my a god! Show... There's probably Karen's in it all over, right? It's it's a show about people who work in Walmart. So, yeah. um, it's comedy. So there's yeah. a lot of just ridiculous, crazy. Like they get a letter from corporate with no real instructions, except a line at the end talking about <laughs> what heroes they all are yeah right of course uh glenn and dina just like puff up with pride you know so it's so great that they're that they're heroes and the other (laughs) uh employees are like are we are are we still heroes if we wouldn't be here if we didn't have to right (laughs) Right, so it's 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 comedy but it's a little bit dark because you know i've never worked in a walmart but Mm -hmm. i assume it's a pretty awful (laughs) place to work um (laughs) Not off I mean it's not like a sweatshop, right. a but sweatshop. you know what I mean. Just a yeah. just a corp you know, uh, a worker bee for a for a corporate worker monstrosity. Right. Um and so it's just like it's always been there's a mix of you know, just straight goofy workplace comedy with just little hints of that like um um what's the word I'm looking for to describe that? A little bit of commentary on yeah on sure. the on the 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 lives that these people uh which which a lot live. of shows do yeah yeah
1: yeah right
0: man the, there were moments that were funny that i laughed at. i only watched the first episode uh, i was gonna say is the whole th-
1: season like that or is it just one I,
0: episode i don't know There are like three or four episodes in i've only seen the first one um there were moments that i laughed at and other moments where i was uncomfortable like oh i don't want
1: to see this it's Man, I, ju- this just happened. I don't want to watch it on. TV. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing how I mean you and I have been our media consumers big time. So we're and we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot on the show about how our media has been halted from entertainment media, um, and namely movies and TV. Uh, but they they are, they, Hollywood has, in the broad sense, um, has finally decided to move forward. And continue to find ways to work with this pandemic thing, Uh, meaning it's interesting to see that happen. I have seen some of the the behind-the-scenes thing when they're making shows or commercials now, how they come to work for three or four days, and everyone has COVID tests before work. And Mm -hmm. companies pay for, like, the express COVID tests, right? So you go, Mm. you have a COVID test, and you can't come in for another half hour because you're waiting outside, for 30 minutes before your covid test comes back. Mm. And every person on set has one. You know. And so cuz yeah at some point some people are going to have their masks off for making a commercial or a show. Right. Right. So they're able to do it but they just things have changed, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's I think for the longest time Hollywood and from TV to film were just trying to put things on pause until they could go back to business as usual. And now they are adapting, you know, productions are yeah. still in go and they're just they're shooting scenes where cameras are different. So they don't have to be next to each other or, you know, mm-hmm. doing stuff. Sydney and I notice very much now and watch how how on TV or film characters, actors talk right within like a foot of each other's face because mm-hmm. like, so they can fit in the frame. That's just a normal thing. Yeah, but man. Yeah. It's 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 uncomfortable now these days watching that stuff. And you're like, right. Step away,
0: step away like see people get into an elevator or something uh.
1: yeah step step away yeah it's crazy i watched a thing about uh the pope the other day and i saw scenes of when they were all the sea of people outside the popes like when they were naming a new pope and i'm like oh my god there's so that's a massive super spreader event and so much disease going around in that crowd it's what you think of these days yeah yeah. Okay, so next week uh, we will talk about some Mandalorian. I've, I've been yep. playing a game called Hollow Knight, which I'd love to talk about. It's really fun. Mm. Uh, Sydney and I both have it's our experience of we are playing the same game, single player game, together at the same time, in the same room. I will explain that next week. It, it's been really fun.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I've been playing WoW whenever I can, so we're still we're still doing that. I'll maybe have some more some more details next week.
1: Oh, you you should read up on um, Amazon's series coming up on Wheel of Time and uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff, because I'll have questions. And I, instead of looking at myself, I can just ask you, because you read those books. <laughs> I did. I did.
0: I've been sort of casually following that. There's a, not a lot out. They've, they've been um, uh, announcing castings. Uh, the only one I know is the lead is Rosamund Pike, who was okay. in what? She was in the new i say new she was in the 2005 pride and prejudice with keira knightley mm-hmm. um she was in one of those uh um edgar wright simon pegg movies um oh yeah i can't remember which one maybe at world's end mm. anyway yeah i think that's
1: what it was yeah right
0: she she's the only one of the casting that i recognize um right uh which is fine it's just you know it's been a while since i read those books and they're casting like second third fourth level characters and i'm like i don't even remember who this is i don't have any feelings about who they cast
1: um. <laughs> well n- next next week you'll have to you'll have to them and i'll ask some things that i don't know and those two those seem to be two things that people are excited about and have good reasons so we can talk about that a little sure, bit sure sure sidebar about people that i th- find amazing when you look at them when they've been in something else before uh, watching Wonder Woman, not the new one coming out, but the one that's been out, the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Buttercup as this like Amazon warrior lady was oh. so weird, right? <laughs> did you She's... see, um, did you watch House of Cards? I did not watch her in House of Cards. I heard she was amazing in that, but yeah, yeah. To, to come from Buttercup to that is pretty awesome. Very
0: different. Um, um, what is her name? I had it and now it's gone
1: robin Williams or robin robin um, robin Wright. Wright, yeah right yeah she was robin then for a while that's, but she's she's she an, an impressive woman an impressive actress impressive mm-hmm. performer and she was great as princess buttercup in the princess bride but just wow totally different kind of character in her younger years right yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. all right very cool all right. right i think we did it man we've got we've got some good stuff this week next week lined up for some other good things i'm, I'm yeah. excited for the new christmas movie that i've never seen Trying to go watch that with Sid. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's wholesome. Very wholesome. Hope hopefully I'll be able to. I keep getting distracted by new games. I keep wanting to get back to some mm. of my Star Wars games and Dad of War and stuff. But we'll mm-hmm, see. Mm-hmm. I, gotta, I gotta I gotta focus more, <laughs> Dennis. I gotta focus. Yeah, yeah. What you gotta
0: get some, get some uh, um, discipline to your
1: leisure activities. I, I do. I, it's, it's so terrible. I wish that I wish I had more discipline. one. I, I get sidetracked on all the little side systems of video games instead of mm. like just focusing. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. They make such good games these days, Dennis. It's true. It's true. Cool. Awesome.
0: All right. You've been listening to the front porch. This episode 172 special. Thanks to our friends at geek scholars, movie news and LRM online. Uh, I think our buddy Fox posted an article on favorite board games of 2020 or something like that. I'll find mm. it and link it on the article on the on the show notes. Um if you have questions or comments, ideas for what we should watch in our weekly challenge, uh, which we're just gonna call it for a while until we come up with something new, uh, you can email us directly. That address is frontporchpod at gmail.com, or head over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use the contact forms over there. Uh, if you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. As always, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch.
1: Night, everybody. See you next time.